Welcome to Franklin Covey's Seven Habits Coach Series. I'm your host, Todd Davis, Executive Vice President and Chief People Officer at Franklin Covey. On this season of the Seven Habits Coach, we're talking to some of our expert consultants on how you can actually amplify your impact with the help of the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And today, I'd like to welcome my good friend and one of our expert consultants, and in fact, the managing director of our office in Australia, Catherine Nelson. Catherine, how are you? I'm doing great, Todd. How are you? I'm good. Better now. <laughs> great, great to see you. Thank you so much for your time, Catherine. I really appreciate it. Well, it's really my pleasure. But let me just say, I don't think I'm an expert consultant. I think I'm an everyday practitioner. And I'm Even happy better. to share some thoughts based on that. Well, I have seen you teach Seven Habits many times, and so I get to tell people you are an expert consultant because you are. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Maybe to begin with, Catherine, would you just share with us what was your initial introduction to the Seven Habits? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So I read the Seven Habits back in about 1996, so that's kind of a long time ago. <laughs> uh, uh, I was uh, I was working in a not-for-profit at the time, which had a wonderful program, but was very, very poorly led. And it had such a profound impact on me. Um, in fact, I read the book and I reread the book, and I felt like it was a missing link for a lot of the things that I really wanted to achieve, both personally and professionally. And a couple of years later, I ended up going off to graduate school, studying organisational behaviour. It was the mix of being in... Um, very mission-driven company that wasn't functioning very well and realising that there were timeless principles of human effectiveness. And I felt that there should also be timeless principles of organisational effectiveness. And I ended up studying, um, doing my Master's in Organisational Behaviour and then about a year after that I met you uh, in, a, in an interview and uh, that was in 2000 and I've been working with Franklin Covey ever since. And so the Seven Habits has been very much a part of my personal journey as well as my professional journey, and I feel very, very privileged to have had it as part of my life. It was a very lucky day for Franklin Covey when you decided to come talk to us, so I, re I remember the day well. So how long have you been teaching Seven Habits? I mean, I love what you said, that you're, you're a practitioner and you, you, you implement it in your life, but, but you have been teaching it for a long time. How, how long have you been teaching it? Um, well, I think this is the misnomer. I think everyone thinks that I'm teaching it a lot because I talk so much about it. Um, I co-led the team in 2013 with Sean Covey and Adam Merrill that redeveloped Seven Habits 4.0. And up until that point, I hadn't actually taught Seven Habits. I had been part of Franklin Covey, and this was a huge change in my life. So from 2013 onwards, I would say I've been more of a teacher as well as a practitioner. As a, okay. well as a practitioner for seven habits. Uh, about about ten years then. That's great. Lots yeah. of lots of opportunities there. Well, today we're here to talk about we can talk about any of the habits, but specifically habit six. <laughs> and uh, with that, so to so synergize. Um, with that, maybe you could share with us as you think about habit six. What what are just some of the key immediate principles that come to mind, or what do you say? Gosh, here's here's the real thing you can't miss when you're when you're focusing on habit six or you shouldn't miss? You know, habit six, I think, is one of the hardest ones to teach, but it's actually the culmination of everything. And the only way that you can live and do seven uh, and, and do habit six is that you have built the foundations of all the other habits. There are two practices, and I've got the cards in front of me. My team and I, so I'm the GM for Franklin Covey in Australia and New Zealand. 
we have a weekly team meeting. And we spend now 20 to 30 minutes at the beginning of that Monday meeting going through content. And we're doing, right now, we're doing one seven habits card at a time. And these cards sit on my desk and they're part of how I think about my week, my day and my life. And as I pulled up these two, uh, as I was thinking about our conversation today, what I love is that Habit 6 is built on this essential foundation of valuing differences. Um, and long before it was cool to value differences, Stephen Covey identified that the heart of great outcomes, innovation, creativity, creating third alternatives is you've got to deeply respect the person who's sitting in the room with you who is fundamentally different from you. And you need to go in with a learner mindset rather than a, a you know, the mindset to critique or to shut down or to minimise. And so at the very heart of Habit 6 is do I value the differences of the person that I'm sitting with across from the table or that I'm working with on this team or the neighbour who lives next door to me? Can I see that what they bring, which is fundamentally different from me, is infinitely valuable? And unless you can do that very thing, you won't be able to create third alternatives, which is the second practice, is to really seek those third alternatives, to, to look for solutions that are mutually beneficial, that both of you create together that are better than anything that you could have done on your own. And I think, you know, for many of us, we've never really even experienced this. We've gone through life battling out differences, seeking compromises, being frustrated with outcomes. And when you get a moment of synergy, it is one of the great highs of your career, of your personal life. It's like, wow, this is way better than anyone, you know, that, that uh, any one of us could have done by ourselves. So those two things, I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful habit, but it's the nirvana of all the other habits. And it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of practice to be able to get to that place where all your ego is suspended and your capacity to really value what's different from you comes front and center. So, so I love the way you frame that. It's, it's kind of the payoff for all of the work and effort you've put into the other five habits that precede it. That's right. I mean, the habits aren't there just to be on their own. They're, this is actually what the seven habits is all about. It's how do we live and work together in a way that we get better outcomes than we could have imagined? How do we create peaceful, rewarding relationships? How do we create mutually beneficial outcomes? This is what Seven Habits is, is, is basically ultimately leading to, is how do we all work together and play well in the sandbox? And, and this is essentially where you're going to when you get to Habit 6. Catherine, this is super insightful. How do you, when you were talking a minute ago about truly valuing the differences in someone else, and you said, you know, can I be with that person and appreciate that they have something I don't have or they can bring a different perspective? How do you, and maybe there's no simple answer here, but how do you get to that point? How, you know, we all have egos. We all want to make sure that we matter and that we feel important. We feel heard. How do you personally get to that point where you can truly let that go and value somebody else's differences? Would you mind sharing with us or is that too personal? Uh, no, look, I have a couple of great stories on this one. I want to share one because it was so transformational for me. So as I mentioned, in 2013, I worked with Sean Covey, 
who is Stephen's son and is a, a, a terrific author in his own right. He sold more than 10 million books. He comes from the Cubby family. I was living and working in Salt Lake City at the time. I'm now back in Australia. But at the time, um, I was living and working there. And with Adam Merrill, who, uh, you know, it was it is still a brilliant innovator, is uh, part of the Franklin Covey team, comes from a, a, a family of people that have given great contributions to, the, to all of the work that we do. So I'm working with these two giants. And I'm this... This nobody, essentially. Now, nobody's a nobody, but do you understand what I mean? I, I didn't come with a whole bunch of creds. I came with a passion. I, I you know, came with a good work history. But I also came with a fundamentally different perspective on the seven habits than they had. And during that process, working so closely with Sean, who could have very quickly one-upped me at any point and said, listen, Seven Habits is my family's legacy. It's, you know, so this is what we're going to do. Multiple times he, he would listen to me and say, you know what, you see it differently. I need to listen to you. And it was so profound to me that a man of that status and background genuinely wanted to hear what I had to say. And I think a lot of what I had to say had very little value. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't really matter. It became more valuable the more that we engaged. And there was a, a particular time where Sean and Adam and I were looking uh, at developing the cover of the Seven Habits book. So that was mm -hmm. launching at about the same time. It was the not the most recent one but the one before. And so our creative team had put together three different options. They brought them in. They showed them to us. And of course, this was, this was for an, a new edition of the Seven Habits book. Yes, yeah, uh -huh. so, yeah. So every what five years we bring out a new edition, and so you've got to put a cover on that book that still stays right. true to the brand, but makes it look fresh and new. So naturally, I picked one. Sean picked another, and Adam picked a different one. So there we were. Isn't this <laughs> isn't this usually how things work? And it could have been very easy that Sean, as you know, my senior person in the room, could have said, "Well, thank you for your input, but this is the one that we're going with." Mm -hmm. And instead, we backed up and, and said, okay, what do we need the book cover to do? And we put all the criteria up on the wall. We said, look, we want this to look true to the Seven Habits brand. We also want to, uh, to attract a new, younger audience. We want it, it, it to feel like it's relevant today. So we went through each of those things. And then we said, okay, rather than getting stuck on a, on a preference Let's look at each of these three against the criteria that we've developed. And because there was enough humility in that room, every single one of us said, well, actually, this part of what I like works, but this part doesn't work. And we ended up coming back and, you know, and we had our creative lead, Jodie Carr, in the room with us at the time. And we together built a much better cover for that book. And we all walked out feeling like that's the right cover for the book. And that's what I learned. That's where it started for me was that somebody who was so, so capable of being able to just take the lead by his positional authority, really led by moral authority and by his character and basically created incredible synergy by being willing to value the differences of, of, of all the people who were in the room at that time. 
And from that moment, I began to think, am I that kind of leader? Do I listen as well as that? Do I see that somebody who's different from me is actually bringing something that's really, really valuable? Even if it may not seem that valuable in the moment, you can always learn something. I've also been deeply um, impacted by the work of Marilee Adams, who she's not a Franklin Covey person, but she wrote a wonderful book called Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. And the the idea that you go in asking questions rather than, than having all the answers Mm-hmm. It's one of the most profound things as a as a leader, as a friend, I'm sure as a parent in every part of your life. If you're genuinely interested in trying to learn, you'll end up with better outcomes than, than if you're going with a fixed mindset of what you think that the outcome should be. That was that was such an excellent example. And I uh, you know, thinking about our theme of the of the Seven Habits Coach series, Amplify Your Impact. I mean, what what a great formula for amplifying your impact. You know, the question that you asked yourselves, man, how can I be more like that? I also appreciate as you were talking and as you and Adam and Sean went through this process where you pulled in on all the other habits. I mean, you went back to habit two, begin with the end of mind, as you suggested, you know, yeah. hey, what is it that we need the book cover to do? But to, to habit four, think win-win. Okay, wait a minute. How do we how do we make sure that this is a win for not not just whose idea is right, but the whole company together and what we want to succeed, you know, how we succeed with this book. So that was yeah, I, I, and then I, how do we really listen to each other and 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 really understand what why does this matter so much to you? And mm-hmm. it was during that whole process that you began to un- or you know that we began to uncover that there were things that felt aligned to what people needed, and other things were like uh, you know sort of corporate needs, but personal needs, and, and and it was really fascinating to get to the root of what every person was trying to do, and then to come up with something that was better than any one of us could have imagined. I know this isn't the, uh, certainly the only principle there, but the entire time you've been talking, I just, the, the word humility keeps hitting me over the head. It, mm-hmm. it feels like it certainly got to start there because again, admittedly, I'll, I'll be in many brainstorming sessions and I really, I want people to think I'm smart. I, I think I am smart and I want my idea to be seen as smart. And, mm-hmm. and man, it's important to let that go if you're going to truly get the synergy. Well, this is why both sides of habit five matter so much, right? So seek first to understand, then to be understood. The whole concept of thinking win-win. The idea that it's really important to listen to other people's ideas first because habit five is all about influence. It's about being influenced and being able to influence others. So my capacity to listen well and to to be influenced by others allows me then to really think about how does that impact what I want to do. But then the second half of the habit, then to be understood, teaches us how to advocate because even as we listen to others, there still may be ideas that are really important for us to share. And so it's this lovely thing that you learn when you can, and because habit five is, is, I think for many of us, the one that we're still practicing. In fact, all of them we're still practicing, right, but still trying to get better at. But once we can listen really well, we can advocate without you should or it has to be, but here's what I feel. I, I believe, I think, I feel that. Um, both sides are so powerful that when you come into a circumstance where you have a number of people who are doing this, this is where we can create incredible outcomes. It was interesting. We were talking as a team, so my whole team was on the call on Monday, and we are talking about, you know, habits four, five, and six do require multiple people to be able to do these things well. You can always present 
and do these. But when you get to habit six particularly, the more people who understand this, the more likely that you're going to get to synergy. It's very hard to get to synergy with somebody whose mind is closed. Um, and, and that's why training your whole team, working with a whole group of people, having everybody understand this language and framework and mindsets, I think, are really important. This is wonderful. It's super insightful. I really, really appreciate your willingness to share these examples. You, you mentioned up front that you're not an expert. Uh, you're a practitioner. You are an expert. And, and I know I learned a lot today. I think we all learned a lot today. Thank you so much for your time. And thanks to all of you for joining us. For more information or additional resources, please visit our website at franklincovey.com. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thanks, Todd. Great to see you.